us talk to our guest here in our first half hour, Jarius Remanek, the rover for the James Madison Dukes. Jarius, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. You know, talk about this week for you guys. A little bit chillier for a kid from Mississippi, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been cold. It went from about 75 to 29 one day, 32 the next day. Like, it's just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how about this with you guys now? Being in the top 25, being ranked, having a lot of attention on this program, it's, it's got to be exciting for you guys as players. I know Coach Signetti always talks about, you know, the noise and clutter and, and, and eliminate all of that, but that's still a big deal to you guys, isn't it? Uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a, a big deal because we, we were here before last year. We kind of expected to be here again this year. Uh, so we're just trying to do the right thing by not getting so consumed and, feeding into what everyone telling us how good we are this and that because we we've been here before so uh, it is uh we are grateful to be in this position but uh we're not really thinking too much about it did you guys learn from last year being ranked and and falling to georgia southern and understanding that there comes a lot of responsibility with with now having kind of a target on your back yeah definitely because it was uh just a a quick turnaround from going to top 25 and everyone, oh, history this, history that. <laughs> and literally the next week you're knocked off and we're back to the drawing board. So we definitely learned a lot from, from last season um, on how to handle being in this situation this year. You know, there's a lot of attention now just because of, of the transition and, and you guys are the first team to do this, the first team to do that. You're not eligible for a bowl game. You're not eligible for the championship. You guys done a, a, a great job of not worrying about that and just playing football. It has that, does that speak to the leadership of this team? And, again, you're one of the veterans on this team to, to try and be one of those leaders. Does that speak to that just to, to kind of close that that part of, of all the talk outside? Yeah, it, it definitely does. Uh, I feel like uh, some of the older guys, like we all do a good job of just making sure that we keep the main thing the main thing and we only focus on what we can control. What we can't control is how we come to practice every day, the effort uh, that we give with, in anything, practice, whether we're going to study hall, class, and and just uh, what we do between the white lines and how we carry ourselves as JMU athletes. That's what we can control. We can't control no rankings, us going to a bowl game right. here or there. So that's, that's the main thing. Yes, we would like to, uh, I guess, play in the games that we deserve or we feel that we deserve. But the uh, only thing that matters is what we do between those white lines on Saturdays or Thursdays, wherever today, yep. where we can't control. We're talking to Jarius Remanek again, rover for James Madison as they get set for Georgia State. You know, you're not a kid from Virginia. You're not from this state. But last week, playing a, an in-state rival, was, was that a bigger game for you guys? Did you get a sense from some of the guys that are, that are from the Commonwealth? Yeah, I definitely did. Uh, talking to some of my teammates, uh, they were just – telling me how how personal it was for them because they know a lot of those guys Mm -hmm. that we played against last week and uh we we knew that odu was going to try to come after us because we beat them in their home stadium pretty good last year so we know that left a bad taste in their mouth so we knew coming into this game that it was going to be a gritty you know rough game so if for me, I was kind of like, you know, I'm not really from Virginia. Right, but it's like, a little different, but I want to, I want to go harder for my guys. So, it was fun. 
Talk about one of the last plays. They're they're throwing one over the middle. Jay Green gets some pressure, and you're able to kind of rip the guy's arm down so he can't catch the the football. Um, that that was a big play, obviously. Yes, it might have been a fourth down or whatever it was, but yeah. kind of talk us through that and, and what you saw because that was a, a challenging offense to defend. Yeah, uh, uh, really just me being in that position, it, it came from me just uh, studying film. I was kind of expecting the guy to run a, uh, a route, either a deeper route or a route across the middle based on his alignment. So I just I trusted the the technique that uh, my coach was harping on to me all week. Hey, stay square when you playing man coverage. Stay square, stay square. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna trust my preparation. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna trust what my coach says, and then my teammates they had my back. They got some pressure on the quarterback, so the throw wasn't perfect and. I was just able to capitalize and make a play for the team, and it was a great feeling. Yeah, I'm sure it was going to kind of seal the deal last week because the Dukes going to beat ODU last weekend, 30 to 27. Um, it, it seemed no, I've only been here for this is my third season, only your second season, but it seemed like Bridgeforth was on fire that night. Was that as loud as you've heard it since you've been here? The two years you've been here, definitely. It was it was an amazing atmosphere like the from the pregame music to mm-hmm. the fans being involved you had the streamers going it was it was amazing honestly it was one of the most uh most fun games that I've got to play in how challenging was their tempo because again for folks that, that didn't watch the game or, or didn't listen again that's a fast-paced offense they're snapping the ball within like 10 seconds after the, after the the previous play ended it seemed like was that a challenge last week with what they were doing yeah it, it, it was a challenge um we knew they were going to go fast, but it's like you can go practice against it all week, but it's not going to be. Hard to simulate that. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard to simulate how it's going to be in game. So they were going pretty fast, and uh, especially in the beginning of the game, like we were like, oh, wow, they're they're really going fast. So we're trying to get lined up, get calls in, get everybody situated, and they're already snapping the ball. So it was definitely an adjustment, but uh, as the game went on, I feel like we got it handled. We're trying to Jerry Schrominek, Rover for James Madison. They get set for Georgia State coming up this week. And how different is Georgia State offensively than, than what you saw last week? Are they quite a bit different? Georgia State is – they're different, but they have a lot of similarities as far as, like, with alignments and with them um, wanting to kind of spread the defense out mm-hmm. and isolate our, our D-line and our linebackers to really be – play disciplined football up front. They kind of do similar uh, – similar concepts when it comes to those things but I think they like to run the ball a little bit more than ODU and uh this quarterback is he's more of an athlete he mm-hmm. he can he's dangerous with the ball in his hands so it's going to be big for us to um really keep him contained in the pocket as of last week the guy the quarterback really wasn't a runner so um that's why I feel like it's a big difference. Yeah, you guys got to see him. He he, he showed you guys last year that, that he's very capable of running the football. Yeah. So, you know, talk about you guys now as a defense, leading the country in, in rush defense. Again, you gave up a few to, to Old Dominion. They had the most that anybody has had against you guys. They popped a few in the second half. But, you know, talk about you guys and, and your run defense. What's been the biggest key for you guys in, in shutting almost every team down that tries to run the football on you guys? Oh, Man, it's it's so many factors. Uh, I think when you have a, a a guy like Coach Haynes, our D coordinator, 
he he's kind of like a wizard back there like he's just scheming things up and like we have a lot of faith in what he does and the schemes that he puts us in and then we just have our, our we just play our brand of football jmu defense we just, we swarm to the ball we hit hard and we're gonna let you know like hey yeah we're here it's a long game and i think it kind of uh with us having that mentality and that belief in our coach and belief in each other, it starts to wear on the other team and it kind of can make them discouraged on wanting to keep going. But if they do want to keep running, you know, we want to keep playing. That's the <laughs> thing. We don't want to – we don't shy away from from anyone. So that's why I think why we have a lot of success. Fast, physical, relentless. Yeah. <laughs> That's the motto for the most part for the defense and the entire football team. We're talking to Jarris Remenek, Rover for James Madison. And, you know, you mentioned Coach Haynes. Talk about him a little bit. And, again, he's not your position coach, but you get to know him very well, obviously, as your defensive coordinator. And, again, he a little bit of an unknown, I guess, taking over last year in his first year as a D.C. But the more I talk to him, the more I just find out how, how intelligent he is. And, and you mentioned scheming you guys and scheming the other teams and putting you guys in the right spot it seems like he's he's brilliant as yeah. a defensive mind <laughs> yeah yeah he really is uh he really is he just um he he puts in a lot of work and he makes he makes pushes us to rise to the standard that he has set for himself mm-hmm. and has set for this defense so when you see your coach um putting in the extra the extra amount of time when you see him really you know giving his life giving his all to this to make sure that we're successful it makes us want to go even harder because we're like okay we got a coach that's really like he's in this so we're going to be in it with him and um i think that's where a lot of our confidence comes from within this defense and um we have a lot of a lot of faith in him yeah and uh we trust his word it, Coach Haynes says, like, hey, the ball, this quarterback likes to throw the ball. It's going to hit right here. You might not believe it at first, <laughs> but sure enough, you'd be like, dang, Coach was right. <laughs> he was right. right. So let me get let me get myself right so I can execute this game plan. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. We're talking to Jerry Schremenek again. Rover for James Madison as they get set for Georgia State coming up this week. And uh, helps to have a pretty good D-line like you guys have too, doesn't it, for you guys? <laughs> yeah, definitely does. Those guys have been amazing this year. Obviously, Jalen Green's getting the numbers, but but Carp and Jamry's having a career year. Yeah. Uh, all those guys really having career years right now. It's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a, a good seat to watch those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. I'll I be joking with those guys all the time, and I'm like, Man, y'all gotta eat it up front. Y'all eat it, man. Like save some for us. Yeah. Like we trying to. I'm trying to get to a tackle. I got three of my D linemen yeah. already beating me there. But you know that's a good problem to have. It is. Everyone, everyone's hungry. Everyone wants a piece of the pie, and you know they're the front seven, so they're gonna eat first. And you know we gonna clean up. You'll <laughs> have the left. leftovers, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know we talked last year about how connected that team was and, and what you did. I just feel like this team is so connected also. There, there wasn't a drop-off from last year to this year. And there was always – you were kind of wondering how it would be despite having a lot of guys back from last year's team. But it just – it seems like you guys are so connected on and off the field and it shows up on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, I think we're a really, um, really close team because we did return a lot of guys from last year to this year's team. And so with that, it's like you already have – we came into this season – with a lot of trust already established Mm -hmm. versus coming into last year, we had a lot of new moving pieces. So we got close as things got tougher, but like, it's kind of like 
now this year with all those guys coming back, it's like, all right, we've seen – I've been in battle with him before. I know what he's going to do. Right. I've been in battle with that guy. I've been in battle with this guy. So it's like it just brings that uh, that real brotherhood and trust um, to another level when it comes to this year. And we all – we hang out outside of football. Some guys, we go catch a movie. We go eat together. We go play the game, you know, just do whatever. we we just like having a good time together. Yeah. And winning winning helps too. Yes. Have a good time winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dukes are 8-0, 5-0 in the Sun Belt. They go to Georgia State coming up in Atlanta this Saturday. 3.30 is that kickoff. And, you know, tell me a little bit about you. Did you grow up in Hattiesburg, Mississippi? Yes, sir. So born and raised there. Born and raised. You know, w- did you know early on that football w- was something that, that you want to go after? Um, I would say I, I probably fell in love with football in the third grade. Before then, I was just – I wanted to be the next Michael Jordan. You're but a hooper, then, huh? <laughs> yeah. I used to play in my little church league and stuff like that. And then one day I remember going to one of my friends' house and we were just throwing around the football. And I was just running around him. And I'm like, dang, I'm pretty fast. Like, <laughs> okay, like, football is kind of fun. So I remember talking to my dad and I was like, Dad, I want to play football. And then ever since then – he signed me up in the fall. I went to my first practice, and my coach uh, at the time, he told my dad it, we were going through drills, and he was like, oh, uh, Roman X and natural. And he told my dad that, and then I remember my dad telling me, and I was like, wow, like, I guess I'm a natural. Okay. I'm just keep going, and, and, you know, now I'm here. Did that serve as some motivation? Be like, okay, well, maybe I can do this. Huh? Yeah, it, it definitely did because – I didn't know what I was doing. I'm just out there having fun, <laughs> right. just trying to tackle guys, just running around. I don't know anything. And I have a coach that tells, tells me I'm a natural, so it, it, it did give me confidence. Like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this thing serious. And after that, it just, just kept going, putting in the work. It got me here. Oak Grove High School, right? Yes, sir. Were you guys good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My senior year, we actually played for the state championship, and we lost – by four points mm, to Horn Lake. You still remember that one, don't you? I still remember it. It was so tough. Then they went back. My high school, we, we won. I mean, we lost my senior year. The year after that, they, the young guy, they went back. Did they? They lost again. Then went back again the <laughs> next year and won. Finally got it. <laughs> so, finally. And now they're, my school, they're, they're still on a roll. Like, my senior class, we were kind of the group that – put my high school back on the map because my school was known as one of the more dominant schools in Mississippi and we had kind of dropped the ball and evened out a little bit my sophomore and junior year winning six games and then my senior year we went 12 and three lost the state and now it's just been back on the roll ever since reset that foundation a little bit huh yeah talking to Jarius Remanek again from Hattiesburg Mississippi and then growing up in Mississippi obviously Football's a big deal in that state. Did you realize it until you started playing football that it was as big a deal as it is in the South? Yeah, it was really when I started playing because now, before then, I really wasn't in the football world. Like, I don't really – I don't come from a athletic family. I do have family that likes sports, but not just, like, athletes just right. flooding my family. So uh, I really didn't know about – that much about football but once I got into football world and I'm with my uh my teammates and they have a lot of football families and I'm going here and going there and I'm 
we're on the road and we're watching games. I'm like, man, like football is really yeah, this everywhere. Is, this is a big like, deal here. Yeah. <laughs> like this is everything. Like we're waking up Saturday morning before our game to go watch to watch uh, college games. Mm-hmm. Then we would take trips to, to Southern Miss every now and then and, and catch a game. And I just started realizing more and more, like, how big football was, especially in the South. Yeah. And re- it was really once I got to, like, probably, like, my middle school years and I, I realized how big football was because I remember we were playing, like, our rival school and some of the fans started to get into it because it was like the championship <laughs> for like our right. peewee league. <laughs> and some of our the fans were getting into it. I'm like, this we're fifth graders right now. Right. And they're already yapping off at the mouth. And this is not even like a high stake <laughs> right. real game. It's little league, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. that's when it started to really click for me. Now, when did you – think that this could be something you could go to college and do was that in high school that okay maybe i could maybe i am good enough maybe i can do that maybe i can make a career out of this a little bit oh when i really realized that this was what i wanted to do was in seventh grade uh is because i had just joined like the official middle school squad and i was starting at cornerback and i was just doing decent things here and there but I remember already, like, my team, my teammates or people at the school would be looking at me as, like, oh, that guy, he had, he's, he can cover. Like, he can he's going to catch a lot of picks. Like, that's what people knew me for. And I had um, one of my uncles, I was, I'm really close with him, and he kind of, he played football in, in uh, high school. Mm-hmm. So he kind of took me under his wing when I was in sixth, seventh grade and started training me and that's when I realized I I told myself that like I was gonna I was gonna go to college to play football I didn't know how I was gonna do it (laughs) I was just gonna put the work in and just trust in God that he would get me there and that's that's what happened so I made a made a deal with myself that like I'm gonna take football serious Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go train with my uncle do these drills I'm gonna wake up early do some push-ups before school, go run around my neighborhood before school, make sure I'm fast. Just the little things that I really didn't know if they would pay off. Sure. But it's just like, like I guess it's, it's a it's a plan. It's it got to do something for me. So I'm just going to try it and stay committed to it. And paid off. It did pay <laughs> off. We're talking to Jairus Rimenek, Rover for James Madison. They play at Georgia State this Saturday. And, you know, a couple times you've talked about, you know, you didn't come from a football family, so it, it, I mean, it, it's something you had to work at. And you're talking about getting up early and doing things before school. Has that work ethic? Is that always kind of was that instilled pretty at a pretty early age by by your by your family? Yes, sir. It definitely was. Uh, it was in, instilled by my dad because, uh, like, my dad he he was the biggest thing. Uh, he was like the biggest non-football fan. Like he pretty much rooted for the Saints. Cause that's where he's from. That's where okay. our family's from, New Orleans, and that was that was that was it. So he instilled the work ethic in me and my brothers at a young age. Like, hey, if you want something, like you got to go get it. I'm not just gonna give you anything. Like, um, I remember I, I would be telling him like I want some some shoes or some some clothes or just just whatever with kids want, <laughs> and he'd be like, all right, go get it. And I'm like, I don't have any money. And he was like. 
well, you got to go work for some money. Then he would help, like, put together a plan for me to make money. Or he would do the same for my brothers. Maybe we would go um, maybe go wash the cars, mm-hmm. have us do some chores, or have us go clean up the yard. Just little things to build character that showed, that taught us that things in life aren't just going to be given to you. Right. And I remember the biggest lesson that he um, that he taught me was um, it was a, like that seventh grade year when I was like, okay, football, I want to take it serious. I'm asking him to take me to camps like that. I want to go to LSU camp. I want to go there. I want to go to this Alabama camp and just, you know, just be around other guys, compete with guys my age, see where I'm at. And he was like, all right, son, that costs money. And I'm like, right, can can you pay for it? <laughs> he was like, oh, he was like, no, you, I don't have the money right now. You got to figure out a way. So that let me know that, like, okay, if I want this, I got to go do it. Like, yeah. no one's going to just do it for me. I got to go make it happen. So I remember, like, uh, I was just doing whatever I could to make money. I would be cleaning Washing his his car, my mom's car, some uh, family member's car for some extra cash. Selling candy, selling shoes, just to uh, whatever I could do. Selling some of my old clothes for some extra cash. Mm-hmm. And I saved up enough money to send myself to a couple camps that summer. That's awesome. And once I did that, um, my dad said, like, that let him know that I was serious. Right. That you, you put in the work, right? Right. That I'm willing to put in the yeah. work for myself and now after that that's when he began to like okay since i see how serious he is now he he would begin to like uh try to open more doors for me like now next time if i came to ask for a camp he's like okay i know you're serious now so i don't worry about it i'll pay for it this time or it's amazing how that works yeah yeah (laughs) or he would try to hook me up with this trainer and that trainer and get me uh get me going a little bit so I definitely appreciate that, and that taught me just how to go work, how to go get it, and things in life. Like, if I want to be a, a good football player, it's not just going to happen for me just living. Right. I got to go wake up every morning, go to the – go watch extra film. I got to go do extra drills. I got to go do that if I – because that's what it costs to be great. So Donna Jarrett's Remedek Rover for James Madison. Again, they play at Georgia State coming up this week. Growing up, were you – were you Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, since it's right in your backyard, LSU? Who, who was your team growing up? My team was LSU. Was it? LSU. Just especially because of, like, my family was from that uh-huh. that area. And I, it just felt so right to just be uh, a LSU fan. I was already a Saints fan, so I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to go for LSU too. And then I like their colors, purple and gold. Yeah. So now, like, I'm wearing purple and gold. So. <laughs> we like <laughs> I that. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, being from Hattiesburg, obviously Southern Miss is right there. They've had some history and tradition. They've been good at times. Did you grow up a Southern Miss fan too? Yeah, I, I did. They were, I guess that was like my number two team. Yeah. Because they were they were really good and they were known for having like a really good defense, and um, and uh, we used to catch catch a couple games here and there and I uh, got a chance to meet some of the uh, some of the guys that were like I guess stars on the team at that time, um, like when they made they made history that year and they beat Houston and Houston was ranked like number six or something like that. They beat them in a bowl in a bowl game like. 
I remember they came and talked to my my team, my like my fifth grade championship mm-hmm. Pee Wee team. They came and talked to us, and it was just like a, a very like a monumental experience for me because I'm looking up at these guys and I'm like, wow, that's gonna be me one day. Yeah, and I was at that time I was like, maybe I'll be playing in a the Southern Miss uniform, <laughs> but it didn't. Did they work recruit out that you? Way. Yeah, they did. Out of high school and out of uh, and when I was in the transfer portal, I thought I thought about it, but I felt like for me it would be best for me to go uh, get out of Hattiesburg and try to like I guess spread my wings in a place that I'm I'm not comfortable. So now I do. I just can't rely on um, maybe people I know or the area that I'm so familiar with, because I feel like in a place where you're kind of uncomfortable, forces you to go harder because no one knows you, no one cares about you. Like everything you do is based off like how much work you put in sure. or. It's not about like, oh yeah, I know your dad. I know, I know your family. Makes you grow, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it makes it right, makes made, you grow. made you mature a little bit. I'm yeah, guessing it definitely did. It definitely did. And then you know, Southern Miss has dropped the ball, <laughs> and it's it's not as as a dominant program that they once were. So I felt like it wouldn't it wasn't worth me staying home for uh, to just be a kind of mediocre team. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to just just get out. You went to Arkansas State, um, out of high school. Talk about that decision. And obviously, again, some people just know of Arkansas State since JMU's been in the league, and, mm-hmm. and they've struggled the last few years. But Arkansas State was a team that was one of the best mid-majors for a long, long time. They went to, I think, seven of eight bowl games or eight of nine, something like that, where yeah. they had coaches going to, to power five jobs. Yeah. So that was, that was a, a hotbed for a while. Yeah. Talk about your decision to go to Arkansas State. And I'm glad you brought that up because that, that played a – the I bet it did. I mean, they, they were really good. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the year that I committed there, they actually – I committed my senior year of high school. The year before that, they had played in conference championship and lost. And the year before that, they played in it and won. Mm-hmm. Then they missed the year before that in 2015. They didn't go. 2014, they so played so They won, won like three out of four or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like they were, they were known for being contenders. Mm-hmm. And they were known for having a great physical defense. And that was the, the main reason why I went there. They were the, pretty much the cream of the crop of the Sun Belt. And um, I'm going there with the impression, like, okay, like, by the time I'm finished here, we should be moving up a conference based off just with the, the history that I had and the knowledge that I had at that time, me just being optimistic for the future. I'm like, okay, we should be – Still contenders, like nothing's going to change. You're going right. to have the same coaches, da da da. And then after my freshman year, um, we went eight five. We won the Camellia Bowl, and I I, pl- I started like six games my my freshman year and had a had a pretty good season. Sophomore year, we lost some of our biggest pieces on offense and defense to the transfer portal. Well, actually, I think this is before the transfer portal. They just transferred, and I, I don't. It's about think, when it started to take off around yeah. that time. Yeah, and I don't think the team 
was able oh and also my my head coach at the time Blake Anderson he had just lost his his wife God rest her so he had just lost her and I think that was um part of uh and and part of us losing some of our biggest pieces on the field and our coach struggling like emotionally mentally I just think it was like a bad recipe for the team and my so my sophomore year we took a decline we wound up winning four games and after that new staff came in my junior year we wound up winning two games and then that's when that's when I left after my junior year because I'm like I got two years left um I want to win some football games <laughs> right I feel like I can win football you games. were used to winning too yes I was used to winning yeah. uh and I came in college to be a part of a winning program. So um, I feel like I have a better chance of winning at another program. So that's what I did, try my did luck. Did you enjoy your time at Arkansas State, though? Yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I made a lot of close friendships, close relationships, even with some of the coaches. Like um, some of the coaches, they're not on that staff anymore, but they're still um, – just in the coaching world right. or doing doing uh, anything, doing like just working a job now. Like they're still keeping contact with me. The coach that uh, recruited me out of high school, my former DB coach, he still checks in on me. I actually talked to my old like defensive line and run game coordinator coach. I talked to him like two weeks ago. So I still have a good relationships with a lot of people there, yeah. and I enjoy my time there. Just felt like it was time for me to uh, just branch off. You know, when obviously when you have the clan like that, you want to go win football games. Was that the biggest reason for going somewhere else and, and going to the portal, trying to, to find a program that, that you could have some some success at? Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty much the, the biggest reason. And I wanted to be a part of a, a defense to where I wanted to be a part of a defense to where I feel like everyone – that I'm on the field with is playing with the same intensity. Like I feel like when I step up, when I step on the field now with, uh, with my guys, I feel like, yeah, we're, we're all going to battle. All 11 of us, like we're out here ready to, you're all connected. Like we were talking about, right? Yeah. We're all really close. We're all connected. We're all have that, the same mindset, like, to destroy this other team at all costs, even if we wind up, God forbid, like uh, getting knocked up or uh, dinged up ourselves, like we want to make sure this other team, like we put them through some pain and that that they are intimidated by us. Right. And that was that was a big thing. So when I came to JMU on my visit and I see this defense flying around, hitting hard, everybody's playing fast, getting up, high fiving, chest bumping. I'm like. <laughs> I gotta be a part of this. Like this is amazing. So that that was the best. Uh, those were the two reasons why I felt like uh, it was time for me to uh, try my luck at another program. And thank God JMU gave me opportunity. Did you know right away that it was JMU? I did not. I did not. I actually was uh, it a hard process? It was because it was it was so fast. I was probably only in the portal for about three weeks because I I didn't want to sit there so long yeah. and just be waiting on schools here and there. So it was really between, like, James Madison, Troy, South Alabama, 
and the only two that I could visit was South Alabama and James Madison. And I don't I just felt like after my visit here at JMU and I literally went to South Alabama like the next weekend after like reflecting uh I took about a day to reflect after my South Alabama decision. I mean visit to uh to kind of like make a decision like okay like because I, I, I committed to JMU on my visit mm. just for uh, security because I knew, like, this place is a gym. Like, I don't want to come here and miss an opportunity because I just thought about it too much. So I, I went ahead and committed, but I was still kind of like – It was still kind of open a yeah, little bit, Yeah, I was still right? kind of open. Yeah. I was still kind of open. And so after I went to my South Alabama visit and got, I had a couple phone calls with Troy, I'm like, man, like – Jam, you just feels right. It just it just felt so right. Even though that it was the the furthest away from home, mm-hmm. it still felt like this was the place for me that was really gonna help develop me into that player and into the man that I need to be in the future. And I feel like I made the right decision. I think we I think we feel that way too, that you <laughs> made the right decision. And ironically, you, you get to play Troy and South Alabama right. this year and win, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> We're talking to Jared Fremenek, Rover for James Madison. I, I, want, I have so much to get to, and, and we don't have a, a ton of time, but, you know, was last year a challenge? Because you were one of the, the top tacklers at Arkansas State. Even though you only won two games, it was your third year, you were one of the top tacklers. You, you didn't get to play as many reps probably as you wanted to a year ago and, and still splitting some time this year. Has that been a challenge to mentally to kind of handle that? Oh man, yeah, it it has it has been a, a challenge, especially last year yeah. because I wasn't used to that. You were used to playing every snap, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I was used to playing every snap and like being the guy that the coaches look to to go make a play and go, you know, go do something nice, something good for the team. So, I know that I know what I'm capable of and coming in last year, it was kind of a a test on my confidence as far as like man I know what I'm capable of like I done played against all these teams before Mm -hmm. and I've done well so what am I not doing to still have that same opportunity so it it made me reflect on myself more because it's like I I knew that I I was more than capable and I feel like the coaches knew that I was more more than capable but it was just more of uh, having that trust, me having that trust to do things the, the JMU way and not just go out there and, yeah, I could, I could still make plays, but I may not uh, – I might, I might have one play or uh, two plays where I'm not aligned where I'm supposed to be, but I still wind up maybe making a tackle or mm-hmm. something. But if I would have done things the way that I was coached to do it, the, the JMU way per se – uh, it probably would have been an even bigger play. Like, it was, oh, yeah, that was a good tackle, but could have been a tackle <laughs> for a negative six. Right. So it was just little things like that that I had to learn. Um, and it, it was challenging for me last year, but once I started to get the hang of it, I, I figured out, like, okay, like, I, I know my role, and I'm just going to execute my role at a high level. I'm going to get in the game whenever whenever I get in, and I'm going to produce, like, they're going to know that seven is in the game right. and he's here to play, no matter if I'm playing two plays or 20 or 40. And then this year, still been splitting time. And uh, 
uh, I feel like it's just it's just uh, a nature of the beast. Like when you got two two seniors, like with me and Chris, and Chris is a good player. Like mm-hmm. I'm a good player. He has to play. I also have to play. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> I really can't. I can't be mad at it. I'm not a I'm not a selfish guy, and I I uh, express that to my coaches. They know that. Like because when I'm out there. Chuck is cheering me on. Come on, Jerry. Like, yeah. you, I need you to go go run through his face. Go catch a pick. Go make a play. When he's out there, it's the same thing. Come on, Chuck. Like, you got this, bro. I believe in you. I, it's the same thing. So, like, we have a really good relationship, and we know how to um, how to push each other and make sure that we're doing um, what's best for the team at the end of the day. And I think that's what really matters because – now it even puts me in a position to where, like, when I am getting out there, it's not like, oh, like I'm pouting, like, oh, man, I should have been in this, this amount of Absolutely. time. Absolutely. That amount of time. Like, no, like. And then if you're not focused, you'll, you'll give up a play, exactly. and all of a sudden you're off the field again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's not the way to do it. And we, we stay far away from conversations like that and just having that, uh, that attitude, like we're very uplifting with each other, and we have extreme belief in each other, and we both understand. Like, look, like we're both NFL prospects. It's our last year. You're a good player. I'm a good player. We both do. You do certain things well. I do certain things well. So I think we both understand. Yeah. Like that's just what it is. Because at the next level, like that's that's what, this is what a lot of guys do, and. You have to learn how to go from being the guy that plays 70 plays every single week to maybe only playing 40, maybe playing 30. But with those, it's it's about what you do with those 30 plays or with those 15 plays, not as much as how many plays you're out there. So I think that's what's important, and that's what I've I've learned over the last year and got better with dealing with. Down to Jarius Romanek Rover for James Madison. And, again, off the field, something that we, we talked about this earlier when I, when I chatted with you early in the season um, about your music talent. And, w- again, for folks that don't know, Jarius, he's a singer, a rapper. He's, he's got stuff. all Wherever you can find music, you can find King Jer. And yes, talk sir. about when, when did your love for music start? Since I was born. So you loved it from the very beginning, huh? Yeah, since the very beginning. Now, like I said, I don't have a big athlete family, but I have a very big, very big, like just musically inclined okay. family. Like, my, so it was in the it was in the family. Yeah, it was in the family. Like my um my granddad, my my mom's dad, he was actually he had a band like back in the day in the seventies. Oh, he wow. he was like a part of like a little band. And then he also was a band director at Bassfield High School for like 30 years. He actually named like the the band hall after him at the uh, at the high school. And um, you know, I just I grew up in the church, so like just listening, like being around music, playing drums and piano, all that stuff is just that was just a, a weekly thing for me. So I wasn't thinking of like. It wasn't anything that was like forced on me. It's just it was really all I knew, just music, singing, like playing an instrument. It was just that that was normal. Being an athlete was abnormal. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was normal for me. And then just as I got older, um, 
I began to just, you know, just play around, just rapping with my friends. Like, we would probably just be like, oh, like, hey, look at that car. Rap about that car. And I would say <laughs> something in rhyme, and it would be funny. And God was like, dude, you can rap. You can do this. And I was just like, ah, you know, I ain't, I ain't too much worried about that. But, man, I started loving it. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Did you – is that kind of when you started to kind of dive into writing your own things and making your own type of music? Um, I actually – I would say I started to start writing for myself. It was probably my freshman year of college. It's just because I felt like it was a – more of a release to me more yeah. like therapy or just like okay like i'm just going to write out like my feelings or my emotions and make it a poem but right. i would never share it with anyone i would just just write it for myself and just try little things and then i remember my first time um i like i i said uh like one of my um i guess poem at the time I remember saying it to one of my friends, and he was like, dude, that just gave me chills. <laughs> like, that was deep. And I was like, man, like, I didn't really feel – I didn't feel like I really did anything special, but he said he he felt like he felt my pain or he said he could feel my emotions from right. what I just wrote. So that was very, like, deep for me. And That's I what music like, is all about, man. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I can um, – maybe I can start – doing this music thing but still at the time i was a freshman i wasn't really serious or thinking about it nothing for real it was um it was just a, something i did at the time and then eventually you know I, I just decided to actually try making a real song and people liked it <laughs> <laughs> people like it you kind of enjoy it and all of a sudden it kind of little snowball effect and yeah. it kinda kept going yeah that's exactly how it was. Um, I actually made my first song when I got here to JMU. Really? That that was when you made your first song? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you'd been doing this for a little longer than that. No. It was uh, January of 2022. Yeah, like okay. when I first got here. I actually I made, I had made friends. I had made friends with someone, and they introduced me to this guy. That was a part of like the music industry class, and he knew like how to make beats and do all these type things. And like I'm still haven't made a song get to this point. I'm just like, I'm just having it like on my spirit, I guess that like this is something I could do. But I'm like, well, now that I know someone that could actually like, I guess that knows what they're doing when it comes to making beats and producing music and stuff. I'm just gonna try it out. I'm just gonna. Link with them one day, see what it's like, and just give it a try. And I made a song, my first song, Frozen Heart. It was in my my uh, apartment closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> That's your studio, right? Yep. <laughs> it was in my apartment closet, and I, I recorded it. And I remember posting it, uh, a snippet of it on Instagram, and a lot of people sliding up. I was like, dude, this is fire. Like, this is dope that you did that. Like, how did you do this? Like, your your voice sounds so good. I'm just like, wow. Like, okay, people really, really feeling my music. Maybe I should, maybe I should do this for real. I could do some good with this. And ever since then, it's just been like, I've just been making music, and I love doing it. 
I'm pulling you up right now on Apple Music. There it is. King Jer, Frozen Heart. Yes, sir. Made by Pain is your EP right now. Mm-hmm. So if you, again, you can check out his stuff, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever it is. King Jer, J-A-R-E is, is where it is. Do you want this to continue? Do you now have kind of a passion for this where you want to write more music? And, and, and now that you, you're with a producer who can give you beats and things like that, is that something that, hey, let's make some albums? Yeah, like it's, it's definitely something I want to um, continue to do. Um, I'm, like my goal is not really to just to be to like actually, I guess, be an entertainer. Yeah. I mean, in the music aspect, because, I mean, football, yeah. I am an entertainer, <laughs> yeah. but right. the music aspect, um, it's just it's just a, it's something I'm really passionate about. So it's something that is honestly a release for me. So it's, it's something that I would love to continue to do throughout my life, no matter, you know, what I'm doing. And, uh, no matter how successful or how many people love it, you just want to do it for that yeah, release, just, right? Yeah, I just want to do it for for that release and for the people who do like it. There's enough. I to don't do. need a hundred thousand people <laughs> like it. One if person, they do, that's fine. Yeah, if you do, it's fine. If you don't, it's well, also like fine. you were talking about, you know, your friend felt your pain or your emotion. It doesn't matter if it's a hundred thousand or if one person. That's what music does, and that's why you want to put that out, right? Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. that's part of it. We're talking to Jerry Shremanek. You can King Jerry check out his stuff. Wherever you can download music, you can check that out. But once once this long football career is over, hopefully you're going to make it in the league and do all that. Once this long football career is over, you can still be making music. But what else What else do you want to do? I want to go into real estate. I would like to start as a real estate agent working with um, my dad. He actually um, started a, his corporation called Romanek Incorporation. It's basically my dad is uh he works with in commercial real estate and also um in the housing market so he flips houses in the Mississippi area and closed on his first commercial building last year and his in his plan to recreate the um Black Wall Street from Tulsa, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. and the mission behind that is really to give people to to give people the opportunity to like small business owners to rent out um, or start their business in a an equality location with an affordable price. So I really think that's a um, a good thing that he's doing for the community, and I want to be a part of that, and I feel like. With me becoming a real estate agent, it can kind of help him um, build up this, build up the his corporation through uh, just keeping things, keeping things within the family. So mm-hmm. now he doesn't have to go to maybe a real estate agent that he doesn't know, which is no problem. But I'm pretty sure if he could, he better come to his son. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure he'd rather do business with his son than uh, than someone he doesn't know. If I can do just as good of a job as the other person, right. and so that's 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 my plan. You got it all figured out, don't you? 
Uh, kind of. Yes, yeah, <laughs> trying to, trying to. <laughs> you know, and I want to end with this. Talk about your, your relationship with your brothers, Tony and Julius. Yeah. Um, you, you start to smile when I ask about <laughs> those guys, but they, obviously that's a, a special relationship, isn't it? Yes, it definitely is. Those are my those are my guys, my best friends, honestly. They're, uh, they're the funniest two people I know. <laughs> that's why I just started laughing because yeah. you say their names, and we have so many good times together, and uh, – like I just, I just love them, and we're we're all the same, but we're different <laughs> right. in our own aspects. Like my my older brother, he's an he's an actor and um, a model, and he lives in uh, in Louisville, okay. Kentucky. And so he's kind of the he has the the big personality. Like I feel like we all have kind of big personalities, but his is by far the <laughs> biggest. And um, so he's like the the big personality goofy people's person like just just crazy and then my younger brother he's like the he's like the more uh more uh the more stern one like i guess like he's still he's goofy big personality all of these type things too but he's the more like maybe more serious yeah he's a <laughs> more serious one like he don't take no slack from nobody and you know it just it just makes me love him even more and like my my younger brother he's a, a herbalist so like he helps me out when it comes to like hey hey Jerry you might need to try uh taking these herbs as a tea and it'll boost your immune system you'll be feeling good and energized when you're out playing and stuff like that so and he does a really good job with that and so like we all nice. kind of have our own thing but yeah. when we come together Man, we we sing, we act out different skits. Like we just, we all just become entertainers together, and it's it's just so fun being with them. They get to come to many games. Um, yes, my brother actually, my older brother, he came to a game last year when we played Louisville because mm-hmm. he was lives there, and then my younger brother, he came to the game when we played Troy, and I believe he's going to come to the App State game. Awesome. So. They're your biggest fans, I'm sure. Yeah. They're big Dukes fans now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely is. I think you have the new record, I think, for the longest interview that I've had with any any student athlete. So oh, we, wow. we've gone over 50 minutes. So Wow. Probably <laughs> keep going if we wanted to. But, my man, I appreciate you. Um, it's been awesome to have you. Again, you're one of those guys that, boy, I wish you were here for four or five years. But uh, we'll, we'll take the two we get with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Congrats on everything so far. Keep it rolling this year, man. I, I appreciate you, and good luck the rest of the season. Yes, sir. Appreciate my you. My man.